You're listening to a podcast from RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 43. Well, uh, boy, we just can't seem to end a week without some disaster. Uh, first, uh, we had another attack in France, uh, in Nice, right when they were all celebrating my birthday. Uh, yeah, they call it Bastille Day, but uh, I believe in French that means Doug's birthday. Yes, it does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but anyway, this crazy bastard got in a truck screaming a la walk bar and uh, ran over a bunch of people. Looks like at the last count it was, uh, what, over 80 that he killed and some he shot. And uh, eventually the police uh, gunned him down. Uh, uh, yes, they are now allowing their police to carry arms, unlike the Charlie Hebdo incident. And uh, so... Uh, they took that guy out, but uh, there you go, another jihad attack. Now we don't know that. I mean, you just jump to conclusion like that. You have to have patience and see every detail. I mean, I'm hearing reports that his wife had recently left him and he had lost his job. So there are things like that uh, that could make him, you know, go around and might want to kill people because he's uh, deranged. Yeah, and that whole Allah walk bar, that's just, uh... That's just a common saying among people who believe in that religion. That doesn't really mean anything. You can't draw conclusions like that. You shouldn't be blinded by your hatred, Mr. Nelson. Anyway, since his weapon of choice was a truck, I suppose this logically means we need to have more truck control. Oh, God, that's... Uh, you're making a mockery. They are making a mockery of the logic. Oh, I keep forgetting, Lefty. Uh, mindsets like yours doesn't have logic. What do you mean, truck control? I am a trucker. What the hell? You're already taking my guns away? You're going to take my, my mains and make it a living? God damn it. You'll take my truck away from my cold, dead hands. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, Red, it, it was just a joke. There's there's not going to be any uh, truck bans or control or whatever. Well, with these people, you never know. Well, I guess you got a point there. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He never has a point. Stop playing up to him, Nelson. You know better than that. Oh, jeez, Louise. And besides, Red, what did you mean, these people? I meant sissies like you. All right, all right. Um, so yeah, the uh, terrible thing in uh, France there, uh, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the French president's already been booed <laughs> by his own populace. Um, so, uh, you gotta show signs of strength and, uh, don't show any weakness because weakness begets aggression. And, uh, this won't bode well for the election of anyone who looks weak on security matters. That's why Trump's going to win. He's going to win because there ain't no way you're going to believe Hillary is going to be tougher than Trump, especially when since she was a part of that stupid Obama administration. Look what they've been doing. Jack squat, that's what. Oh, that's, oh, the misogyny and the racism inherent in that language. Oh, I just, oh, my goodness. Ugh. You may have a point there, Red. Uh, I've been thinking Hillary could pull this one out and win it. But when things like this happens, 
Uh, and when people become aware of just how corrupt and crooked she is, uh, Trump, yeah, well, I've always thought he had a shot, but, uh, he may actually pull this one out and win. So, uh, yeah, you could be right. That's, no, that, oh my goodness, just believe whatever you want to believe. Uh. Meanwhile, uh, in other news, uh, there was a military coup in Turkey. So, uh, Erdogan, who I cannot stand, he's a backstabbing little bastard, a Muslim Brotherhood member, which might as well be a member of the Nazi party as far as I'm concerned. And what is, that's, how, how could you make that comparison? I mean, really? Well, they were allies in World War II. What? The Muslim Brotherhood was formed after the fall of the Ottoman Empire, which was the original caliphate. Yes, but uh, the Ottoman Empire was old and weak and chose unwisely in World War I. And after that war, uh, it pretty much collapsed and uh, it became Turkey, what's left of it. Uh, the rest of their territories uh, pretty much went to the British. <laughs> and that was the end of that empire. So they've been kind of uh, spoiling over that ever since. And so the Muslim Brotherhood was founded to uh, to achieve their ultimate goal, which is to recreate the caliphate, which is what ISIS is all about. Yes, yes. And so, uh, yeah, uh, led by the uh, the Grand Mufti at one point, who was the mentor of Yasser Arafat. Uh, another mentor, Yasser Arafat, was Otto Scorsini, a Nazi commando. That's right. After World War II uh, went bad for them, um, he was training young Yasser on how to become a terrorist, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, the history of the Muslim Brotherhood is not a good one. So anybody who's a member of that organization, you shouldn't want anything to do with. Unfortunately, as I've reported <laughs> in other episodes... There's quite a few of them on staff at Homeland Security. Yeah, how about that? Gee, how'd that happen? Oh, I just, I, this is turning my stomach. I just, yeah, you can't refute any of that, you idiot. Learn your history, otherwise they can always con you. So, yeah, Erdogan is a piece of shit. He was democratically elected. Yeah, yeah, so was Hitler. And so he uh, fell out of favor with the military because, uh, he wants to bring the country to a Sharia law land, like uh, pretty much like ISIS does. And he's kind of looked the other way on ISIS until recently when ISIS turned on him, <laughs> uh, apparently. But uh, you see, because they've already, they've already got a caliph. They, uh, they, they're not looking for Erdogan to be their caliph. So uh, Baghdadi is their caliph. So, and that would be the top of the caliphate and that kind of thing. So anyway, so... Um, there you go. Yeah, well, I just, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know, so why don't you just shut up? No! No, I will not be silent. It, it, it besides, it's time for my hero of the week. Oh, God. When do I get a hero? Like, we've been through this. We know who your hero of the week is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trump. That's right. So, uh, all right, Lefty, who, who is it this time? You know, a lot of things are said out there, and no one really uh, backs it up. They just smear people. That's why we need to. We have to depend on an accurate and fair reporting press. That's right, real journalism. And so, I am going to choose a journalist, CNN's Anderson Cooper. 
101 when you're dealing with rape cases, don't blame the victim. She blamed a 12-year-old girl, a 6th grade 12-year-old girl, of seeking the attention of older men and fantasizing about being with older men. There is audio. Wait, we haven't corroborated any of this, so, I mean, I just think you should be very... It's widely reported. It's widely reported. Widely reported. So is the National Enquirer widely reported. We can go... It's not on this network, I would point out. This is what's called being owned by Anderson Cooper. This right-wing hack of a bitch was smearing the good name of Hillary Clinton from some old case she did in the 70s when she was a criminal defense lawyer. I mean, she was just doing her job, and she's trying to smear her as being someone making up salacious rumors about a victim of child rape. It's just horrible that she would go that far. So for standing up for the truth, Anderson Cooper is my hero of the week. Well, it is true that uh, Hillary, uh, as a criminal defense lawyer, uh, did uh, uh, was obligated to provide a, a strong defense for her client. And ultimately, she got her client off because uh, the crime lab in that uh, case well, they pretty much pooped the bed on that one and screwed up the evidence and everything, and she was able to get him off there. But uh, claiming that the 12-year-old victim was uh, seducing this older man and because she had fantasies about older men, that's disgusting and unforgivable. And yes, on the tape where she's discussing this case, she laughs quite a bit. It's that you can't... As, as for Anderson Cooper, Lefty, uh, I would suggest he watch his own network uh, before he goes off and claims his network did not substantiate this story. Well, he said they did, and that's good enough for me. Oh, yeah? Let's see what else was on CNN. It happened on this stretch of highway in Fayetteville, Arkansas, back in 1975. A 12-year-old girl brutally attacked by a 41-year-old man. They were reportedly in his pickup truck after midnight and parked no. in a ravine. That's where she says he beat and raped her. The sixth grader ended up in the emergency room. The young lawyer called on to defend the suspect in the case was none other than Hillary Rodham. What? Just 27, she had moved to Arkansas to be with her then-boyfriend, Bill Clinton. Hillary Rodham was running the legal clinic at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. The defendant, Thomas Alfred Taylor, who denied the charge, had requested a woman lawyer. So the judge appointed the future Mrs. Clinton. It would be her first criminal defense case. Malin Gibson was the prosecutor at the time. The day after she was appointed, in fact, she called me and wanted to know if I could get her unappointed. She didn't want to represent the rapist. Well, there you go, Despite see? Despite her objections, Clinton Ugh. immersed herself in Taylor's defense, as she was legally obligated to do. In this affidavit seeking a psychiatric evaluation of the victim and signed Hillary Rodham, the rookie lawyer painted the victim as emotionally unstable, suggesting she'd brought false accusations like this before, that she fantasized about older men, what? and that experts say children like the victim uh, tend to exaggerate or romanticize sexual experiences. CNN contributor Josh Rogan interviewed the victim, now in her 50s, back in 2014, nearly four decades after the crime. The victim said the allegations in the affidavit are untrue, that she'd never romanticized sexual experiences or made any false accusations before. 
There's never been any evidence presented by anyone to substantiate the allegations that Hillary Clinton made in that affidavit. To the victim, this was an attempt by Hillary Clinton to smear her in order to exonerate her attacker. The victim believes that Hillary Clinton lied uh, in order to win. Clinton also insisted on getting her own expert opinion on the accused rapist's underwear after the crime lab had cut out the key part of the sample to test then lost it. In a bold move for a first-time defender, Clinton brought what was left of the accused rapist underwear from Arkansas all the way here to Brooklyn, New York, more than 1,200 miles. Just so a renowned forensic expert she'd hunted down could look it over. A move considered aggressive even by the prosecutor's standards. Maybe so, but it worked. Clinton's expert cast doubt on what was left of the evidence, saying it hardly showed the defendant's blood or semen. The prosecution's case quickly started to unravel. We began to uh, scramble and consider uh, possibilities of lesser offenses. The story was mostly forgotten until, in 2014, audio emerged of Clinton talking about the case with an Arkansas journalist back in the 1980s. Listen to her laugh describing the moment she delivered her forensic expert's findings to the prosecutor. Those recordings were played for the victim <laughs> by Josh Rogan during his interview. Her reaction was anger. When I heard that tape, I was pretty upset. You lied on me, and you're supposed to be it for women? Do you call that for women? <laughs> what you done to me? And I heard you on tape laughing. There is another piece of audio that Clinton's critics have pointed to for some time. Clinton on the same tape laughing about her client passing a polygraph. He took a lot of paper tests. I had to take a polygraph. Which he passed, which forever destroyed my faith in polygraphs. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but, you know, what was sad about it was that the prosecutors had evidence. But whatever evidence the prosecutor had was trumped by Clinton's defense. In fact, even the prosecutor told us Clinton was doing what any good defense attorney would do. She was just doing her job. She was going to present the best defense she could, and uh, she, she was certainly going to require us to prove his guilt. In a plea deal, she got her client's charges reduced, from rape to unlawful fondling of a child. For rape, Thomas Taylor could have gone to prison for life. Instead, he was sentenced to one year in the county jail. Even that was reduced two months for time served. Clinton was asked about the case weeks after her audio tapes emerged during this interview with an online parenting network in Britain. When you're a lawyer, you often uh, don't have uh, the uh, choice as to who you will represent. And by the very nature of criminal law, there will be those who you represent that uh, you don't approve of. But uh, at least in our system, uh, you have an obligation. And once I was appointed, I fulfilled that obligation. No matter her explanation, the victim sees it very differently. She said that the sentence was a miscarriage of justice. In the victim's view, you cannot at once smear a rape victim and then turn around and claim to be a defender or a role model for women. What? Randy joins us now. Did the Clinton campaign have anything to say about this? 
Anderson, I reached out to get their reaction uh, earlier today, and a spokesman for the campaign did send me a statement which covers a couple of the main points in our story. First on the affidavit, the spokesman told me this. Clinton was simply citing information from experts and investigators involved in the case as a reason to seek further expert opinion. So in other words, Anderson, the affidavit didn't express her opinions about the victim. The campaign says she was just sharing the opinions of these experts. Now, on the issue of her laughing on tape, the same campaign spokesman told me this. The reactions were very clearly expressions of disbelief at breakdowns in the handling of the case and absurdities that she'd encountered within the court system's bureaucracy. Adding this, in the interview, he says that she called this a terrible case, and it's clear she is pained to recall. And I should also point out, Anderson, that Mrs. Clinton has written in her book, Living History, that this case actually inspired her to start the first rape hotline in Arkansas. Well, there, see, she was just a lawyer doing a job, and now she's become a champion of it. She learned from it, and she's really, this, she's really quite heroic. Uh, yeah, did you catch that at the end? That was Anderson Cooper also. So he sat there and watched this report and then promptly forgot about it. But it doesn't pay her. Yes, it does, Lefty. For God's sake, she gave no substantiation for the claims of this girl's supposed sex fantasies about older men. She did it to smear the girl... And then she's laughing on the tape about it, clearly shocked and pained about the incident and learned from it. No, no. Uh, she's full of shit. This is, uh, this is an outrageous, uh, uh, attack. It's the truth and you know it and Trump's gonna make America great again and ain't nothing you can do about it. Hillary Clinton is a hero. She's the closest, she's the, this is all an orchestrated campaign to destroy the one person who can save America from itself. I can't take it. I can't. If I, if I stay here any longer, I'm going to beat the, the idiot. I, I, I got you out. I'm out. Well, Lefty, sometimes red's more out than you. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. You, you, you listen to me. I, I Right now, I am going to clear this up immediately. I am going to present the argument for Hillary that is unassailable. So here it is. Hillary Clinton is... We interrupt this program to bring you this special news bulletin. FBI agents signed non-disclosure agreement for matters involving Hillary's emails. In an unusual move, FBI agents working the Hillary Clinton email case had to sign a special form, reminding them not to blab about the probe to anyone unless called to testify. Sources said... They had never heard of the case briefing acknowledgement form being used before, although all agents must initially sign non-disclosure agreements to obtain security clearance. This is very, very unusual. I've never signed one, never circulated one to others, said one retired FBI chief. An FBI agent currently on the job admitted, I have never heard of such a form. Sounds strange. Meanwhile, FBI agents expressed their disappointment over FBI Director James Comey's decision not to recommend charges against Clinton. FBI agents believed there was an inside deal put in place after the Loretta Lynch-Bill Clinton tarmac meeting, said one source. Another source from the Justice Department was furious with Comey, saying he's managed to piss off right and left. Ooh. Mexican hit woman claims she had sex with corpses after beheading them and drank their blood. A hit woman for one of Mexico's most notorious cartels has made a stunning confession from her California jail cell. She claims 
to have had intercourse with beheaded corpses and drank their blood. Mexican media reports that 28-year-old Juana was known as La Pique, the little one of the ruthless Zetas cartel, made the admission from a Baja California prison. Juana said, Ever since I was a little girl, I was a rebel and then became a drug addict and an alcoholic. Juana was born in Hildago, near Mexico City. She became pregnant at 15 by a man 20 years her senior. To support herself and her child, she worked as a prostitute until delving into the dangerous cartel world. Juana said she got her start as a lookout for police and army patrols. Her job entailed standing at a lookout point for eight hours at a time. If she failed, Juana said she was tied up and fed a single taco per day. During her time working for the cartel, she bore witness to a host of gruesome moments, including a man's head being smashed open with a mace. I remember feeling sad and thinking I did not want to end up like that, said Juana. Her aversion to blood did not last long, however. She claimed she became excited by violent scenes. I feel excited by it. I rub myself in the blood, bathing in it after killing a victim. I even drank it when it was still warm. Juana insinuated at having had sex with the cadavers of those de decapitated using the severed heads, as well as the rest of their bodies, to pleasure herself. Juana is still awaiting sentencing in California. Meanwhile in the Bronx, a stoned out naked woman was seen writhing about in the street. Our local man in the field has this report. Ew, Nessius. Oh, you can smell a stink ass pussy from here. Oh, that's the fish market. Ah. Um, yes, this scene did take place in front of a fish market. And that's the news. Now stay tuned for more Mr. Nelson Show after these important messages. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Next time on My Brother's Keeper. My name is Earl Handley. I own the Hanley Tackle Shop. Uh, it's the business my daddy left me, and I've been running it ever since. Uh, my younger brother Daryl is, well, I love him, I do, but he's just been an idiot since the day he was born. He recently uh, ruined his marriage. His wife kicked him out of the, the trailer house because he couldn't let go of the computer porn. So... Now, I figured it was my obligation to look out for him, so he's moved in with me and my wife and kids. And uh, he doesn't have a job, so I'm going to have to give him one here at the tackle shop. Yeah, I, I, I always looked up to the, uh, to the Earl, and I really appreciate uh, what he's doing for me. And I, I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him that I, 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 I'm something now. Well, I just hope they get along better than they do before. I'm not very confident that this will happen, but I just want everything to work out. It's just, they, 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 they get into these big conflicts over, you know, little things. God damn it, Daryl! Get in here! What? What'd I do now? I just came out of the bathroom. Yeah, you know, yeah, look at me. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Did you? Did you piss in my toilet? Did you? Yeah, well, I did Shut up! And answer me! 
Did you or did you not piss in my toilet? <laughs> People say I'm overreacting. We got a guest room toilet. That's where he can do his business. He don't do it in mine. I don't know what to do. <laughs> How can Daryl grow if Earl keeps putting him down? And meanwhile, what about Sally Handley? Can she keep it all together while being trapped in the middle? I just wish they could understand that what nature calls, you know, sometimes... Don't make excuses for him, Sally. Damn it, you know I don't like that. And then things got even more serious. I can't wait to see that Superman Batman movie. <laughs> That'll be something there. Yeah. Uh, oh, Daryl! Oh. Daryl! Daryl! Uh, Come here, you! Oh, uh, uh, Earl, I... Uh, Stupid idiot. Did you shit in my toilet? Uh, well, Don't uh, stammer! Answer me! Did you shit in my toilet? Hey. <laughs> yes, I did. I had the runs. My Brother's Keeper, Monday nights on TLC. Say, gang, want to help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson? Well, you can. Of course, you've heard my ads for my Society6 store and my Selfie store of all those hilarious little videos. Yes, 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 yes. Well, now there's another store uh, similar to the Society6 store, but some products are a little bit cheaper. And there's a few more, including the Mr. Nelson hat, Mr. Nelson t-shirts, several kinds of t-shirts, even the value t-shirt. And it's all at the Mr. Nelson store, courtesy of Zazzle.com. That's Zazzle.com slash the underscore M-R underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. <laughs> yes, it's just that simple. So head over to the Mr. Nelson store and select some sort of apparel you can have. Yes, all different kinds of shirts, some of which are shirts that uh, represent some of the movies I did at my self store. Uh, some even represent the Bob Levy show. And for the ladies, yes, some little undergarments with my face on them. <laughs> oh, yes. Ah, bumper stickers, posters, little buttons and pins, all that good stuff, and plenty of other kinds of shirts. Yes, and of course, like I mentioned, the value shirt at $14.95. It's a steal. Mm -hmm. Yes. So head over to the Mr. Nelson store. Zazzle.com slash the Mr. Nelson store. That's the underscore Mr. underscore Nelson underscore store. And by Mr., I just mean MR. Yes, 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 yes. It's just that simple. Yes, yes. So, please, uh, Help me out, won't you? Thanks! This is Night Night, and I'm here to tell you that you're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to replay <laughs> uh, a Night Night episode from last week uh, because I didn't quite finish it. <laughs> it's kind of a minor thing, but... Uh, this is one of these things where uh, my obsessive compulsive disorder takes over. I can't stand it. So I'm going to play this. This is actually part one of an ongoing uh, little story arc for the night night. And then uh, part two will follow it after I, uh, I'm going to run a little. Uh, I'm going to start doing my Nelson ratings thing again. I used to do for the Levy show. And uh, I'll be posting them on YouTube and um, 
uh, SoundCloud, uh, and I'll be tweeting them and all that. So, uh, but then I'll play them here too. So, uh, so anyway, here we go. Uh, this is uh, part one of Night Night. Uh, he's taking on the uh, pink elephant again. And uh, basically it's a scene where uh, there's a uh, prison break scene and there's an explosion, but I forgot to put the explosion sound effect in it. So you'll hear that one. And then, uh, like I said, uh, number two, part two will follow after the Nelson ratings. Thanks. Somewhere in the rec room of Brownstained State Penitentiary... Some of the most notorious supervillains of Cineopolis sit around a table playing cards. They are the Pink Elephant, the Mosquito, and the Fooler. <laughs> yeah, 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 one again, Royal Flush, read them and weep. Wait a minute, I think you're cheating. Let me see out of those sleeves. Get away from me, goddammit, they don't touch me. Pink Elephant. You got a delivery. Oh, oh, all right. Let me see that. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, this will come in handy. What do you got there, elephant? It's just a bunch of uh, ordinary uh, household items. But put together, yeah, they make quite an explosive. Huh? What are you going to do with an explosive? I'm going to blow a hole to that wall and get my ass out of here. Big elephant. What? What? What's going on? Your lawyer's here. You're being released. What? Being released? Yeah, some idiot judge overturned your conviction. So, uh, looks like you're out of here. Damn, well, I don't need this shit anyways. I guess I'll just be heading on out of here. Man, this is my lucky day all the way around. I didn't even have to cheat on this one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell was that? Uh oh Somebody must have blowed something up. What? Oh no! The mosquito and the fooler have escaped! That's not my problem. See, seeing you. Yeah! Time for City City News with your anchor, Wiener Wanker. Hello, I'm Wiener Wanker. At this hour, City City News has learned that that three notorious villains have been let out of prison. Two, by an incredible shocking escape, an explosive somehow surreptitiously brought into the prison was used to blow a wall out of the prison. And so the Mosquito and the Fooler are now at large. Meanwhile, the third villain, the Pink Elephant, was released legally as a judge overturned his conviction over some technicality that didn't do. Anyway, it probably had something to do with Night Night, which brings us to our other story from our very own Holden Cox. Right, Holden? That's right, Wiener. Yes, yes. It appears that that crazy vigilante, known as Night Night, got in a little traffic scuffle again with City City Police. Alright, we're in pursuit of the night cruiser. There it goes. He 
He's got to be doing 90. He's, he's not going to be able to navigate that median wall. Oh, yeah, he hit it. He hit it. This is an outrage. This pursuit was completely unwarranted. Night, night, you're, you're you're driving what looks to be like some sort of tank on the road. It's not a tank. It's the night cruiser. Yeah, what? Like, what is that on the side of the door? Uh, that's the night, night missile launcher. You're not allowed to have that now. You can't have missile launchers. The night, night must be equipped in his war on crime. Die! Turn around. You're going to jail. What? I don't think so. Get a whiff of this. Oh! <laughs> Nighty night, man in blue. <laughs> and once again, thanks to his nighty night gas, the night night managed to make good his escape. How are the officers in this incident? Eh, they're still unconscious uh, in the hospital. The doctors say they should recover. Most people do, but they should expect headaches for several days and uh, some amount of memory loss. Once again, Night Knight proves himself to be more of a menace than a hero. In fact, more details are coming in from the Pink Elephant's release. It appears the judge overruled the conviction because most of the evidence was secured by Night Knight himself. And since he's not an authorized officer of the law, the evidence was thrown out. So now we can include an accessory after the fact of Night Knight letting a known criminal loose. Is this true? Is Night Night more menace than hero? Perhaps we'll find out in further episodes of the Night Night and more reports from Wiener Wanker. Uh, that's 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 Wiener one one care. Wiener okay, one, Wiener. One we'll see you next week. And now it's time for the Nelson Ratings. Yes, the new film in the uh, new Star Trek series, Star Trek Beyond. Uh, this will be the third of these new films. The first one was brilliant and wonderful and a, a great tribute to the old series and an interesting movie in its own right. The second one, Star Trek Into Darkness, should have just stayed in darkness because it stunk. Terrible. So, uh, hopes are high that this third film will uh, redeem the franchise and uh, hopefully better things will follow because I believe I've heard that uh, the two stars, Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, have already signed for a fourth film. So if this one does well, uh, there should be another one. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's come out that the uh, Mr. Sulu character... Uh, in this version of the Star Trek story, uh, will be gay. He will come out as gay. I guess uh, they'll have a scene where his, uh, his significant other uh, greets him. And apparently part of the story is that they, they've adopted a child. So, you know, he's got his own little, little family there. Well, uh, so uh, Simon Pegg, who co-wrote this uh, film, he plays Mr. Scott in the series, uh, said, well, we did this as a tribute to George Takai, who played the original Sulu from the original series. And George Takai is a homosexual. Um, however, Mr. Takai himself was not all that on board with this idea. Well, well, well here's George Takai right now. George, uh, you were not so uh, 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 supportive of this. 
Well, not necessarily. I, of course, would be happy and uh, quite thrilled that there would be a gay character uh, in this new series of Star Trek. I think that would be wonderful and long overdue. However, the character of Sulu is a character that Gene Roddenberry had created, and I thought it should stay true to his original vision. I mean, it's his. Well, they're saying that this is a parallel universe, you know, where uh, things have changed. Yes, yes, I understand. But, but however, it's still just derivative of the original. So to change it that much, I, I you, you know, I, I just didn't think that was appropriate for Gene's vision. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking like in the original movie, and uh, if you haven't seen it by now, the spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, Captain Kirk's father dies the day Captain Kirk is born as a baby. And apparently in the original universe, he didn't. He lived uh, to ripe old age. Uh, so apparently this one event, because of the uh, time travel uh, plot line of this movie, uh, it changed everything. So this was a different universe and all that. But it's kind of odd. Why would the death of Captain Kirk's father suddenly turned Sulu gay. Uh, that's a bit odd. So, but of course we know what this is. They're playing into wanting brownie points for little, uh, little, you know, awards for the, uh, for the LGBT community. LGBTQ. Oh, is it? Yes. All right. Well, so, uh, it, oh no, Lefty. Look, I just can't sit here and be silent. Hello, Mr. Dakai. Glad to have you. Uh, I have a co-host from the Mr. Nelson Show. I'm afraid I agree with uh, Zachary Quinto, who is also openly gay, a member of the LGBTQ community, and plays the new Mr. Spock. And uh, he said he's very disappointed in your reaction, Mr. Dakai, because you really should understand that the necessity for showing support for the LGBT community because they're so very oppressed. And this idea of not joining in and have a united front, well, again, was very disappointed. Now, you listen to me. When I was a child, I was thrown into a Japanese internment camp during World War II. When I grew up, I got all these crappy little stereotypical roles that made fun of Japanese. Then all the while, I had to stay in the closet lest my career get ruined. People knew the truth that I was indeed a homosexual. So, no one's gonna tell me what the hardships of life are being a homosexual. Or being oppressed, for that matter. Or being treated like a second-class citizen. So if you don't like that, you can shove it where the sun uh, does shine. Uh, 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 lefty. Well put, Mr. Takai, well put. Especially where the sun don't shine. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so, uh, for George Takai, I'm going to award him five stars of the Nelson ratings. For not just being led by the nose by everybody for the PC crowd that needs affirmation every second of the day. Yes, yes. So, uh, I don't think you can apply homophobe to Mr. Takai. No, you can't. So, there you go. That's the Nelson ratings for now. There will be more. I'm bringing it back. You can hear it on the Nelson Show and elsewhere. Mmm, yes. And that was the Nelson ratings. Views and opinions from Mr. Nelson on everything life, culture, politics, whatever's under the sun, and beyond. The views and opinions expressed by Mr. Nelson are his and his alone, and do not express those of other entities that he may or may not be involved with. So any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter. 
where they'll be promptly ignored and or blocked. Previously, the pink elephant was released from prison on a technicality due to Night Knight's not being an authorized officer of the law. Now a free man, we find the pink elephant walking the streets of Cityopolis with members of his gang. So, uh, elephant? Yeah, what? What you gonna do now that you got out so easily? Well, I've been thinking about that. This is my chance to go legit, you know what I mean? Why are you gonna do that? I think I'm gonna go into the nightclub business. Cause I can make a damn good host. <laughs> uh, oh, oh yeah, 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 boys, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could run a club like uh like that one right there. Club gentlemen. Well uh hey, somebody already owns that one. Well I'm gonna convince him to sell it. Yeah, but we're low on cash, so don't worry. Day's gonna give me a good deal one way or the other. Come on, let's go in there. But the club owner tells the Pink Elephant gang that the club is not for sale at any price. And so, the Elephant's men beat the crap out of him, and after dosing him with hallucinogenic drugs, the battered owner signs over the club to Pink Elephant. And then, out back, near the club's garbage dumpster... Alright, let's settle this up. No. No. No, nice doing please. business with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, dump that shit in the trash, boys. Okay, boys. Damn, I should have gone legit a long time ago. <laughs> all right, let's go check out my new club. <laughs> And so, a week later, in the night's lair... So far, my efforts to find the fugitives Fooler and Mosquito have come up short. Each second they're free is a second closer to danger. Even if you catch them, they'll probably get released just like your interference got the pink elephant out of prison. It's only a matter of time before our elephant commits another crime, Smedley. And this time, I'll make the case rock solid. If you'd done that in the first place, you wouldn't need him to victimize some other poor bastard. Shut up, Smedley. Hey, Night Night! Pink Elephant's on TV! Redemption. Second chances. Are these not American values? Former so-called supervillain, the Pink Elephant, certainly hopes so. I, I just want a chance to make good, you know? I've been given a second chance, and I just need a second to take that chance. I made some mistakes, but that's no excuse for making me a victim of vigilante justice. I wasn't even arrested by lawful officers of the law. No, I was harassed, assaulted, and kidnapped by some petty hoes keep wearing freak cold night night. So come on, y'all. Give me a second to take my second chance. So everybody come on down to the reopening of Club Gentlemen. Indeed, this reporter will be there to see for myself if redemption can be achieved. I'll see you tomorrow night. What? Not only did my arch 
enemy weasel his way out and delude the public into blaming me. But now, he's entering the very business that I am in. This cannot stand. I will not rest until the pink elephant is brought down. So swears night-night. Bubo, we're going to club, gentlemen. And soon the night cruiser can be seen pulling into the club gentleman parking lot. Whoa, look at this crowd. They got a lot more people here than Club Night does. Shut up, Bubo. Hold it there, Night Night. The ball specifically said no nights allowed. Oh, yeah. Well, here's my special invitation. (laughs) He's still shaking. He's not shaking, Bubo. He's convulsing. Yes, the Electro Taser. Never leave home without it. Oh, man, look at the cesspool of debauchery this place is. Whoa, look at them titties. Good Lord. Uh, I may have to get information out of these dancers. So, I'll order up a lap dance and fish for intel. Yeah, me too. No, Bobo, I got this. I need you to question the bartender. Oh. Meanwhile, elsewhere within Club Gentlemen. Boss, Night Night's here. What? I said not to let him in here. Yeah, but he electrocuted the doorman and then just barged in here. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll handle this. Yeah, damn Night Night always sticking his nose where it don't belong. Uh, excuse me, baby. I need you to get your ass out of this man's face so I can talk to him. Oh, uh, okay, boss. Huh? What? Pink elephant? Yeah, listen. Oh, man, don't get up. Them tights hide nothing, and I don't want to see your boner. What? No. Listen, Night-Night, I'm trying to run a legitimate business here, and I don't want no trouble. You are the trouble, Pink elephant. This supposed turning of a new leaf won't last. It won't last. I'll be watching your every move, waiting to strike. But not in here you won't. Brutus, this man here didn't pay the cover charge. Throw his ass out. (laughs) This guy must be seven feet tall, night night. He's got me by one hand. (laughs) The night taser will subdue this. Oh, 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 no. The elephant must have pickpocketed my taser. And soon, Night Night and Bubo are tossed out back with the rest of the trash. Whoa! Damn it! Damn it! Once again, we've been thrown out of a fine, decent establishment. No, Bubo. Fine and decency have nothing to do with the pink elephant. Well, those titties were mighty fine. Well. Yeah! Something stinks out here. Probably that dumpster. It smells like something dead. Could be a dog or... Wait a minute, Bubo. How many dogs do you know that we're penny loafers? Um, hmm. Now let me think, uh... No, you idiot! Look! It's a man's foot sticking out of that dumpster. Ooh, ooh. Oh, God. Must activate the night light to see the... Oh, oh. Nasty! (laughs) 
Oh, God. Ugh. This man, he looks to have been severely beaten, shot, and from the pink residue around his nose, drugged by the pink elephant's trademark hallucinogenic gas. Well, we got him now. We need to call the police and have him run him in. No, Hubo. The police are incompetent morons. We can't run the risk that they might bungle this case. Quickly! We've got to load this body into the night cruiser and take it back to the night's lair to examine it for evidence. This stinking old nasty buddy! Hmm. All right. We'll go get our gas masks first. And soon, back at the night's lair... Pooh-wee! What the hell stinks? Don't interfere, Smedley. We're in the middle of an autopsy here. All right. I'm about to make the incision, Bubo. Ew, ew. Oh, man. What are you doing? <sighs> we found this body behind Pete Kelovitz's new club. The way he's been brutally beaten and shot several times looks like murder. Well, yeah, but why didn't you turn this over to the police? The police are fools, Smedley. I can't risk their clumsiness. Not when the elephant is so close within my grasp. This is the kind of shit that got him released. Nobody's gonna believe you. <laughs> Ew, maggots! Oh, oh no. I'm gonna... <coughs> Smedley, if you're quite finished making a mess, would you go get some insecticide for all these maggots? Oh, oh man, this is wrong. You, you're getting into the sickness, Smedley. Nah, look here, Bubo. The tissue is saturated with the pink elephant's pink chemicals. Ain't that just blood? No, Bubo. The corpse is a week old. The blood is all this black and brown, rotten goo seeping out. Uh, oh, man. Uh, <coughs> oh. <laughs> now for the bullets. Aha! Look, Bobo. Each bullet is pink, with little cartoon elephants on each of them. Bobo? Hey, Bobo! Pay attention! This is boring. You whiny pussy. Crime-fighting isn't all about adventure and fighting. Sometimes it's long hours of delicate detective work with science. Cut no nasty stinking bodies! Shut up, Bobo. Here, make yourself useful and go dump this body into the big vat of acid. What? No, 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 you can't do that! that that's destruction of evidence! Well, Smedley, I can't hand the corpse over. It's possible there could be some fibers on it that I've overlooked, and that could lead back here to the lair. So it must be destroyed. Night-night secrets take priority. All right, let's dump that shit. No, no, no! Don't do that! <sighs> Man, well, maybe Wetman can help us. Bubo, put the body in the freezer, and I'll call Commissioner Wetman. All right. Hand me the phones, Medley. You mean right now? It's three o'clock in the morning. Well, so it is. Get him on the phone. 
Crime fighting is 24-7 job, Smedley. Oh, man. Hello? Hey, what one? This better not be who I think it is. It's night-night. I'm hanging up. No, wait. We've got incriminating evidence on the pink elephant. What? Look, the judge vacated his sentence night-night. He's a free man. There's nothing we can do now. Just let it go. No, Ellen. I found a dead body in the back of his club. What? You, you serious? You sure he had something to do with it? He was full of pink bullets with elephants on them, and completely saturated with residue of the pink elephant's hallucinogenic chemicals. What's that tell you? Well, I... Okay. I, I guess I'll send some people over there and... No need. We've already moved all the evidence here. <laughs> you did what? Well, we got the body over here at the night's lair and... Night, night! You're not supposed to fool around with evidence! It's against the law! <laughs> Wet one. This is night, night you're talking to. Oh, man. Night, night. You know what this looks like? It looks like you killed the man. Why wouldn't people just say that? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. You're the one with the body. Full of evidence that incriminates the elephant. Yeah, that could have been planted. And any gun the elephant had was probably stolen anyway. And everybody knows you've got motive to frame him. <laughs> this is absurd. you got to be on my side here, Wetwin. Nothing I can do, Night-Night. The law is very clear here. Your evidence is now inadmissible. Once again, your bungling is getting the elephant off scot-free. That poor man died in vain. No, there's got to be a way. No, there isn't. You better just turn that body over to the police and then turn yourself in and get a lawyer. I... I... Uh... <laughs> Had you go in there, didn't I? <laughs> what? What do you mean? It was just a hypothetical. I wanted to run by you. <laughs> what? You call me at three in the morning for some hypothetical bullshit? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. You couldn't come up with all that. What's going on, Night-Night? I don't know what you're talking about, Whitman. Good night. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, but, uh, you better go ahead and dump that body in the vat of acid after all, Bobo. Damn. You're shaking like a dog shitting peat seeds, Night-Night. <laughs> Shut up, Bobo! Is this true? Is Night-Night shaking like a dog shitting beet seeds? And who can blame him, as the pink elephant has managed to place Night-Night in quite the pickle? Don't miss the next exciting episode, Same Night Time, Same Night Podcast. This has been a Nailsin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? And now it's time for Perhaps, but maybe not. A woman claims Michael Jackson's ghost raped and impregnated her. 
A married mother of two in Los Angeles, Kiera Johnson gave birth to a black baby and claims the baby is a result of rape by the late king of pop, Michael Jackson. She is reportedly suing his estate, and her husband, Ken Johnson, concurs her decision and story. This alleged rape by the ghost of Michael Jackson, according to Kiera, happened when she was watching Michael Jackson's 30-year anniversary on DVD. At some point during the two-hour video, she fell asleep. All of a sudden, I was awakened by a hand caressing my face. But I was home alone, you know. My husband was at work. The next thing you know, I'm having this erotic encounter with Michael Jackson. But it wasn't the white Michael Jackson. He was black and dressed like he was straight out of the thriller video. I told him to stop, but he wouldn't listen. Kiera recalls. Kiera went on saying she never thought about the encounter again until the birth of her black baby on September 25th, 2015. She reportedly said her husband is her queen. Um, what? Her queen. Well, he's definitely her cuck. Anyway, and has therefore never cheated on him. <laughs> the Johnson has given the, uh, or did give the Michael Jackson family until January 1st, 2016 uh, to deal with this. <laughs> well, I suspect they didn't. It's over six months later. Uh, they told the media they are ready for an out-of-court settlement. <laughs> well, good luck with that, huh? Yeah. Boy. <laughs> Ken Johnson, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he really is a queen. Anyway, uh, so did Michael Jackson's ghost impregnate this woman? <laughs> I don't think he ever did that in life. So I'm going to go with no, but who am I to judge? It's up to you to decide. So did he? Perhaps. But maybe not. Boy, I tell you, with all the terrible things going on these days, it's uh, hard to feel any sense of comfort, huh? So we need a little assurance. So I figured, hey, why not read some fortune cookies? All right. Man is what he believes. Oh, all right. Yeah, sometimes you think you're a queen. <laughs> uh, well, of course, in the case of Caitlin, well, I guess that's true, huh? Yeah. Right. Intelligence is the door to freedom. And alert attention is the mother of intelligence. Well, there you go. Doesn't tell us jack squat about the future, but I hope that gave you some amount of, of confidence. Yes, yes. Well, let's hope things are better this uh, next coming week. Uh, and we'll see what happens in the next Nelson show. Uh, sorry about not being able to deliver another episode of Star Trucking, but <laughs> just not enough room nor time to do so. Oh, well, better luck next time. All right. Good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked.
Oh, you can smell a stink ass pussy from here. Oh, that's the fish market. Uh, 